I am so happy that you are listening to Just Breathe. It is my most sincere hope that it empowers you and helps you feel less alone on this journey. If you are looking for more personal and more personalized help, I am now offering coaching services. Text BREATHE to 55444 to learn more. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E to 55444 to learn more. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. Okay, welcome to the Silver Lined Relaunch. And today I have truly, I mean, you talk about powerhouse. I got the ultimate powerhouse chick in the house. Her name is Tracy Litt. And I had an opportunity to talk with her a few weeks ago. And it was in the, in the brief amount of time we talked, there were things that came up that I said, stop. Do not go on. We have to, I have to have it fresh. You have to have it fresh. We are going to just kill this, this show. I mean, this is going to be so much fun. So Tracy, welcome to the Silver Lined Relaunch. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It is so good. (laughs) Okay. And you know what also is super exciting is that when I did uh, listen to your TEDx, I, I remember I was sitting there and every, about every 15 seconds, I'm like, yes, I agree. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love the way she said that. And I love the way she said this. And so could you share a little bit about your journey, your story and why I already know you're fantastic, but why others are going to be inspired by you as well. So give us a little, give us a little, like, I love the way you called it the lit factor. I mean, that's your business name. I mean, how perfect is that? So give us a little of of being, you know, lit up by you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, first, I wish I could take credit for the lit factor. It's my last name. So I always give props to my dad because, (laughs) right, he gave me this last name and it was just made so much sense to run with it, you know, and really what it means to get lit. It's to understand the depth and the breadth of your inner power. It's to put all of your victimhood and your reasons and excuses to rest and recognize that the only glass ceiling you have is the one you inflict on yourself and what it really means to be willing to take a look at how you've gotten to certain spots in your life and shift into a higher sense of yourself and start to allow yourself to become the greatness that you inherently are. Oh, I love the depth and breadth of that inner power. And really, is there, is there really a glass ceiling? Because I, for so long, right, we as women are, are told throughout time, it's the stories that we hear about this glass ceiling. And you don't, you don't seem to have that. You're like, no, 
No, I did. I did when I struggled with not feeling smart enough. I did when I found myself a, an unemployed mother, single mother with an eight month old daughter. You know, I had plenty of those moments, the dark nights of the soul and the opportunities to go, well, wow, look at the choices you made that landed you where you are. And that's when we have a glass ceiling. We are responsible for the glass ceiling because you are the cause of every effect, right? And you also have the inner power to eradicate said glass ceiling and truly live under the curiosity of, well, how much better can it get? Okay, that was nice. How much better? Okay, more, more, more. So as you said, it's, it's crazy, but we do create our reality. And as you said, the choices that we make are what keep that glass ceiling in place. Mm -hmm. And when we were talking last time about the fact that we all have so many relaunches, and I remember when you said, well, what, you know, which one should I talk about? Well, you know, <laughs> hey, we all have them, but you know, which will be the nugget of the day, which will be the most impactful to our listeners? Can you share, you've started to, to talk about it, your journey around that really impactful relaunch? Yes, yes. Um, I was 28 and my, well, my ex who at the time I believed was, you know, love of my life, we're gonna, we're gonna do this thing. I did everything right, everybody. You know, I followed all the order of operations and I checked the boxes and there I was um, in the brand new home that we were building. Like my daughter's due date and the home due date for move-in were literally neck and neck, like week to week. What's gonna happen first, right? And uh, there I was standing in the living room that I was supposed to be like, you know, this was October. You know, originally it was going to be an amazing Thanksgiving and here's this beautiful life. And there I was standing in the middle of that living room, uh, now single. He was gone. Where there once was a beautiful leather sectional was now an air mattress so that we'd have something to sit on. And my gorgeous little eight-month-old baby girl who hated to sleep. I don't know about you, but my children don't sleep. Um, she was crying and I needed to cry too. And that was the moment where I, I actually walked into the garage intentionally just to give myself a little space. And I fell to the floor and I fetal position, snot bubbled, can't breathe kind of release, right? In one of those, um, how? How did you get here? What is happening? Whose life is this? Like, what is this? And it was in my ability to show myself what I now teach and talk about as the honesty behind the honesty. I put myself there. I ignored every red flag. I tried time after time to squeeze the round peg into the square hole because I needed it so badly to fit and work. And it was in that moment of going, wow, you led yourself here through the string of choices you made for what you tolerated and what you allowed. And now you get to choose differently. And that's where the transformation really began because we connect to our highest self when we're the most quiet. 
And I had finally cried enough to not have anything left in me to sit there on the cold gray concrete garage floor. And there she was. My she is my higher self. It's what I teach my students now. And there she was showing me, look at your capacity. You're meant for greater than this. Get up. Now it's about who you become. Now it's about what you choose. And it was through that lens that I then ended up climbing the corporate ladder for 12 years. Ooh, but wait, before we go on. Yeah. Honesty and the honesty. Yeah. And one of the things that you said is that in order to go forward, there has to be a moment that you do go quiet, right? So much is being given to you. Mm -hmm. We're so busy being busy. We're so, the noise, the clutter in our head. Mm -hmm. And was it through the rawness of what you were going through? Is that when you got that, that quiet? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it was one of those divine moments where you can't really plan it. Mm -hmm. I was just so willing to be with myself. And it was finally, you know, it, it was like, to your point, one of our biggest problems is that we function as if someone's going to give out an award for stress and overwhelm. That's literally like if, like if there was an alien that observed that observed life, they'd be like, what's wrong with these people? Is someone getting an award for the most for someone's to do list, having a to do list. Right. So it was in that moment where, you know, you picked up from the day she was finally in her crib. The laundry was done. Like, you know, that I was just I found myself just standing there with nothing to do, with no distraction to partake in. And then all the emotion starts to come and rise, which is so magnificent. And, and a core part of what I get to do now with women, feel your feelings, right? Allow. That's scary. Well, you it's, know, it's scary. Leaning into your feelings and being willing to calm your mind. That for so much, I know for a long time, I you know, the busier I was, it was like an adrenaline rush for me. You know, if I didn't, yeah. if I didn't have 18 things on my to-do list that I had to get done, had to get done. And I started to look and it's like, okay, what am I going to do this weekend? Or what am I going to do here? I would start to go through almost, you know, a, a mini like panic of like, I got to get stuff on the counter. I got to get stuff going because the fear of having to lean in and, and see yourself and be, you know, the honesty is in the honesty, as you said, and sometimes when you look at that and you wrote, or you said, you know, whose life is this? I think a lot of times people, especially as we, you know, we call ourselves, you know, the midlifers, we all of a sudden wake up, something happens and you, you do look in the mirror. If you're even willing to look in the mirror and say, whose life is this? This isn't what, this isn't what I set out to do. This isn't what I bargained for. This isn't what, you know, from when I was young, I thought this is, you know, oh, when I'm, when I'm at this age, I will be here and I'm not there. So can you, can you walk me through how, how do you help yourself in those times where, you know, you're human, I'm human. We're still having those discussions within our heads. How do you, how do you get past it? You allow it. You have to allow it and really recognize to what you said. It's the, it, we have to allow ourselves to get quiet in order to be more connected with ourselves, in order to trust yourself. 
It's a process and a practice of moving from what's currently familiar, which is external. Let me look outside. Let me ask everybody. Let me make sure it's okay. Let me try to seek permission to an inward journey where you are your own guru. Your opinion is the only one that matters. You understand what it means to trust yourself enough because you're so connected that you know when you get quiet, you get clear. And so, so when you don't, you had that time period where it was like, ah, oh, it just kind of hit you, you know, divine intervention. Mm-hmm. Always, yeah. Now, when people are listening to this, you're like, a lot of what you're saying is just like the bells are going off. What do you suggest is the first step for if you don't have divine, you know, divine intervention, you don't have that, you know, that, that hitting you over the head, da, 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 it's coming, it's coming, the bell ringing and chiming in your ear. What can you do to take that first step in, in having that, that quiet space in your head? The first thing is to recognize that it's going to be uncomfortable before I tell you the second thing. Okay. We have this weird um, misnomer that it should just be easy and we should be able to change, but stay the same. And, you know, it's like we want it, but we don't necessarily want to move through the discomfort necessary because naturally I'm going to talk to you about getting quiet, which now I seek out and I do every single day. You don't need divine intervention, right? Because ultimately one of my missions, which feels like yours as well, I don't want you to need a catalyst. I want you to lean in, grow, expand, and heal by choice. That's why conversations like this are so like, ah, because you have the opportunity to wake up intentionally, right? So know that it's going to be uncomfortable. Know that when I tell you the how to get quiet, you're going to start to feel things that you might have, you might have not wanted to feel for the past 20, 30, 40 years. And it's all good because everything's better out than in, right? And then once you're like, okay, I'm willing to be uncomfortable, I want you to actually sit down on the floor, like wherever you are right now, just zip all the way to the floor and, you know, sit with your cross-legged. I always say, move your, your butt fat away, get your sits bones right into the ground. I think we're all, we're all, right. Right. Every time I sit, I do a meditation or if I'm just teaching, I always move that away because when your sits bones are, when you're grounded, you're connected to the earth and then you're sitting vertically, really, really straight up and you're holding your head high. Like it's connected to the heavens. You become the vertical and the conduit. So first you sit like that. You put your hand on your heart because when you touch yourself, you release oxytocin. It feels better. And then you just close your eyes and you start to take nice, slow breaths in and out. Breathing in and holding it. And then out through your nose again. And if you just sit there, you allow yourself to slowly breathe in and slowly breathe out. You'll be in the quiet. And you will sit there And every time you sit there, you will sit there longer and longer. And then you'll sit there asking questions to yourself. I'm going to sit and be with myself. And I know I have the inner guidance on whatever said unmade decision. That's how you start to build trust with yourself. Because none of us were raised to trust ourselves. Wow. 
That is why I respect and like you so much because there's so many people out there like, oh, quiet the mind, quiet the mind. You actually let us know how to do that, right? You let us know, you put it in perspective. And what you said, it's uncomfortable. For so many people, this is literally the first time that they're willing to, it's like when you go up and, and you're starting, you know, a meeting and you put your hand out, not these days, but you know, you put your shoulder out and you put your, your elbow. Fist bump, fist bump. Yeah, yeah, fist bump. <laughs> and you are introducing yourself. It's almost like that handshake between you and you. Hey, it's nice to meet you. Finally. Mm. Finally. Mm. Mm. Yes, Hillary. Thank you. Because another thing that we weren't taught and I love our, our forefathers and everyone who raised us, but they didn't know what they didn't know. And as a result, it's really impacted us in a not so great way. We have a relationship with ourselves that we were never taught to acknowledge. You know, here I am, I, I fortunate enough to serve thousands of women. I have three teenage daughters. I have my husband, my sisters, my nieces, nephews, my best friends. I feel so blessed, but I cultivate myself as the number one relationship in my life my relationship with me because when I do that now I can show up and serve I can listen I can hold space for I can laugh with I can be more powerfully available to all the things in my life that's something we all need to work on mm, I love it and you know we uh we discuss a lot about you got to like yourself before you can love yourself and I'm sure that you've had those times where hey, we don't like ourselves much. And you've got to learn to take the steps of stop the self-talk, stop the sabotaging of what the potential can be. You talk a lot about fear. And I love how you said uh, in your, I think it was, I think it was the um, TEDx that you talked about you know, what would happen if you met the person you could have been and who you are now at like at your, at your deathbed, I think you said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you explain a little bit about that? Because that was really profound for me. I, you know, showing up as your true self so that if that day comes, you have a, you have a different perspective on, on the way it's going to end. Yes, yeah. So um, the quote is, Someone once told me the definition of hell. On my last day on earth, the person I became will meet the person I could have become. Ugh. Right? That was, <laughs> right? That's it. Like, Anyone driving, I'm sorry you had to hear that. Right? <laughs> it's like, you know, the brake pedal goes on. I should have told everyone to put down your heavy machinery and stop driving. But when I first came across, across that quote, and it is anonymous, I have searched the web high and low to credit that. It is anonymous. When I first read that, that's what happened to me. I was like, oh, no. And oh my God, so inspired and so like breath taken away at the same time. Because every day we have the opportunity to ensure that we are healing, growing, and expanding into that highest level version of ourselves. And it's not an if, it's a when, because the only truth with a TH that there actually is, is that no one is getting out alive. <laughs> right? 
Unfortunately, that is definitely, you know, there's very few facts that are 100% true. That is a true fact. Yes. Right? And, and when you know that that is inevitable and you actually learn how to leverage that day where you're going to take that last breath, it does miraculous things for your clarity, for your decision making, for your willingness to love your fear and lean into risk and move into the discomfort. Because in order for you to be the highest version of yourself, it means you have to move away from what's familiar in your life right now. And you have to be willing to spend more time in the zone of unfamiliarity, right? Feeling new feelings, to doing new, new actions, behaving in new ways, thinking new thoughts, putting yourself out there differently. And anytime you're in the unfamiliar, fear is going to show up like, like clockwork, which is why learning how to love your fear and understanding that, which is what the TEDx is based on, right? Dear fear, it's not you, it's me. Your fear is doing a great job. It's doing exactly what it has been biologically meant to do, which is keep you alive. However, we're not here to just survive. And you're definitely not hanging out with us on this podcast. If you're simply interested in survival, you're here listening to us because you know you want to thrive. You know something's going on. Your deep down's communicating it, but you're still like not wanting to hear it. So <laughs> you need to hear it. You need to hear it. <laughs> and and as you said, you know, the healing, the growing, the expanding. And I would add, you know, at that point when you start to feel it amplify what you are looking to have, blow that thing out, make it as big as you possibly can. Because um, I, I love, there was um, a wonderful woman that came into my life and she said, it was during a lot of, one thing after the next was kind of happening in my life. And I was just like, okay, it feels like the snowball is going downhill, but it's going, you know, the wrong way with the wrong types of things. And she said, okay, think about the barn burning down. What happens? And she said, there was a great, you know, Winnie the Pooh had it and there's a, a, a wonderful, uh, wonderful um oh god i can't remember the name but it was just so off like a buddhist that said you know the barn burned down now you can see the stars and i when you said that i thought yeah that's it and if we can think of it not as what is right in front of us but if that were removed or if you just hey walk out of the house go into the middle of you know the the street the sidewalk the driveway whatever at that point, you have space to think. No matter what, no matter where you are, you will have space. You can put your arms out, you have space. And I love how you describe the fears because I look at them like um, limiting beliefs. I call them bugs. Beliefs underground surfacing. All of a sudden, these like beliefs that start coming up whenever you're trying to break through to a new level, as you said, it's inevitable inevitable that we're going to get fears. Mm -hmm. And so when you get those fears in your life, how do you, how do you talk yourself off the ledge? Yes. And I love bugs. That's so, so brilliant. Um, well, the first thing is you remind yourself the truth about fear, which is it's an indication of your growth and expansion. Okay. Anytime fear showing up, and I'll just make this quick disclaimer, fear is not danger in the context of your growth. OK, 
okay? Danger is helpful fear. It keeps you from going in the ocean if you see a shark fin. It keeps you from walking down an alley if you see a shadow and you're alone. Yes, 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 all of those things. That's not what we're talking about. Fear in the space of you starting a business, growing a business, leaving a marriage, being open for love again, shifting the way that you parent, using your voice, setting a boundary, pitching yourself to speak on a stage, writing a best-selling book, all the things. That's an indication of your growth and expansion. And when fear comes upon you, it means you're pushing your edges out, right? It means you're doing something that's bringing you closer to the version of yourself who exists in the big, delicious, juicy vision. <laughs> and then right away when you're like, oh, okay, I get it. I know why you're here. Then you love that fear and you do that. How? You do that by bringing the fear closer to you, right? Like you can pretend it's sitting across from you, lift it up. Like you're taking a baby out of a high chair, bring it closer to you, hold it and talk to it. It's a part of you. Hi, I think I know you're here because you think you're protecting me. I don't need you to protect me. I'm building my dreams. It's supposed to feel uncomfortable. You can totally hang out if you use your power for good. But if you're here trying to stop me, no, because we are more powerful than our fear. We just were never taught that. And we weren't taught what we can do to get around it. That it's not this wall that goes, you know, forever. It's, it's literally, as you said, hold it out in front of you, bring it close and say, uh-uh. No. So when you had this epiphany, when you had this and you're sitting there and you're like, uh -uh, I'm done, I'm, I'm moving forward, huge relaunch. Then years later now, how old is, how, how old is the 16? My, that my beautiful oh. eight month old I spoke of, yeah. she's 16, yeah. and a, 16 and a half. She would want me to mention the half. Yes, of course she would. <laughs> when you, when you look back on that relaunch and we talk about the silver lining, you know, relaunch here. What do you think of when you think of that now and your growth? Oh, I think, thank God. What a gift. What a gift. You know, I, 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 I can't imagine thinking any other way. And I want to invite you to check yourself. If you look back on any parts of your past timeline, if you judge it as anything other than part of the divine plan of your highest good, you're really creating a level of suffering that's totally unnecessary. Isn't, right? that, isn't that the most incredible part? Literally, I can say, even with all of the horrific relaunches that I've had to go through, including my mom's passing a year ago, I look at it with a silver lining. I mean, it is. I, I definitely hear what you're saying and it's, it, it, it's one of those I was about to say, could we come up with a plan and be able to, when you're going through something rough, when you're, you know, when you're on the ground, on the concrete, you've cried your eyes out, is there a way? And I always say, you know, when things get too tough, I, in, my, in my mind, I say, enough, <laughs> enough, enough, enough. And it's like that, you know, mercy, mercy, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to take that next. I'm ready to heal, grow, expand. Mm -hmm. I'd love for everyone from this point forward, hearing your story and understanding about those three things, about the healing, the growing, the expanding, and the way you said it so eloquently that, you know what? We get through it 
and we do not just survive, we thrive. And that's the best part of it. So when I look at you, you wouldn't be where you are today with, you know, a successful TEDx, successful book, successful family, successful husband, you know, awesome business, you know, all of the, you know, people that you have come in contact with that now call you their friend. You wouldn't be where you are unless you had those roadblocks that you had to go around, go through, overcome. A thousand percent. And, and now you are where you are and you have heard of the relaunch effect. I know that we've talked about it. When you look at the seven steps to the relaunch effect and you said that resetting and rebranding, can you talk, I, I get where you've reset, but can you talk about the rebranding part? How did you rebrand yourself? Yeah. The rebranding I interpret as the consistent iterating that we get to do as we grow. I feel like I'm always rebranding and I love that because to me, that's about the identity shift. It's about the evolution, right? It's about my next level. Like who I am today was not who I was two years ago. Who I will be two years from now is not who I will be today. And that always gives me the opportunity to rebrand and allow myself to iterate. Like you are either growing or dying. That's it. Like that's it. So in that spirit of always growing, we're always iterating and we're always evolving. And inherent in that means we're always rebranding. Which is fantastic the way you said that because so many people hear that you need to, you know, change your identity in order to get what you want. But then they stop there. They think it's this one time midlife, hey, I'm going to change my identity. But as you said, it's consistently shifting. It's not just coming up with an identity that you're going for and you're going to continue to just go for that. As you said, things will come up in your life. Experiences will happen. And that's where you have to tweak it, modify it, change it, rebrand it so that it then meets the direction that you're going. Yes. And, and inherently, that's why in what I do, it's, it's supporting you through the process of becoming her. It's not become or becomed or became rather, right? The, the, the ING... It's ing, it's, it's iterative. Mastery is not mastered for a reason. You're always, always growing because even let's say you shift your identity and you get to whatever your perceived next level is right now. If you stayed at that next level, you would just be dying then. There would still be no growth. That's why it's always growing or dying. So it's like, okay, great. What, and more, and what else? And what else? And what else? Oh, okay. So this is so perfectly in tune with what we're, you know, what we're all hearing today, messages of be, do, have, right? And I, I push back and I say, listen, we're all human beings. So we are being, we're doing, and we are having, we're having the experiences that come with it. So forget about just the be, do, have, it's the ING that makes the meaning of the statement be relevant to today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and as you continue to grow and rebrand, 
where do you see yourself going right now? What's what's on your horizon of where you of where you want to grow into? I want to grow into a next level of impact and leadership. Right and now, I'm learning. What does that mean? Right now, I'm learning a lot about myself in terms of um, how can I be a better leader. You know, in, in the business expanding and the legacy being created, I now have a lot of team members. And some days I do it right and sometimes I don't because I've never been this type of leader before. This is part of my ing. I need to be becoming the next level leader. How? I don't really know the answer to that. If I did, it would already be part of my reality. I have to be willing to learn. I have to be willing to follow my face. I have to be willing to fail and then apologize. I have to be willing to do it wrong so that I can get it right. We don't know what we don't know. We often try to solve for things before we've had the experience of it. And that's insane. <laughs> so I have... I'm mastering the ability to... Tracy is giving us approval right now and saying, hey, hey, you do not need to know everything. <laughs> you right. don't. You, you know? don't. You don't. And I understand, listen, why, why is it we could have another whole conversation about this? Why do we feel like we need to know everything? Because we operate under high levels of control. Why? Because of either how you were raised or because of the fact that our minds hate the unfamiliar. And when we can create a sense of control and knowing, we soothe our nervous systems. But ultimately, nothing's under control. And as my father told me my whole life, and I only finally understand, and now I teach it to my students, you know nothing. I tell all the time I say this, and you know nothing, you know nothing. Stop making things up and then living into the story. Stop making things up and then spinning down the rabbit hole of hell. We don't know anything. And when you start to gain self-mastery to the level that you are capable of practicing it, that becomes exciting and not nerve-wracking. When you get to go, I have no idea what's going to happen next with a smile on your face versus, oh my God, I have no idea what's going to happen next. That is, hey, we've just, you know, we now have officially done the definition of the ing movement. I've been, <laughs> right? I've been saying this for a year and I'm finally like, yeah, you know nothing. Just, <laughs> just be in the ing movement. I mean, everything is being and doing and having. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> And kudos to your dad for netting it out. <laughs> right? I mean, my whole life. Now, I was just a punky teenager when he used to say that, but he was right. Yeah. <laughs> he was right. Yeah. I think we're all going to go home and, and tell our punky teenagers. <laughs> right. That. Exactly. You know nothing. And now I really know you know nothing. <laughs> well, you know what? This is so much fun. And we will absolutely in the future get back together and do this again. I would like to have a couple extra there. I have rapid fire questions. I'm going to throw these out. I like to hear, you know, what your thoughts are. Give a little detail if you have any. All right, number one, Zoom calls, of course, this is the time, right? Zoom calls dressed head to toe or waist up? A waist up all day. <laughs> Wait, waist up, waist up. And I have changed my shirt throughout the day change the top part <laughs> depending on what's going on <laughs> let me tell you that this is my third change today <laughs> but down below i still have my slippers on yes okay number two how often do you wash your hair oh twice a week at best Ooh. i have my hair is really thick and it's actually right now it's straight but it's curly like naturally it's wavy curly so the less I wash it, the better it is. And I buy a ton of dry shampoo. Okay. So first off, for those that want to see how awesome her hair really is, you got to check us out. We are, we do these 
audio as well as the video. So you can always see these live and she does have great hair. Uh, okay, so favorite podcast besides this one and your own? Unlocking Us, Brene Brown. Ooh, yep, that's a good one. Okay, I love this beauty product. And what's the name of it? You know, that's that's a tough one for me. I, huh. I'm going to have to go with my hair curling iron, and I don't know the name of it. Uh, I okay, don't know the name of it. Is it one of those that has the round brush or kind of has the brush that you can curl it, it, it? It's It's why it works for me because I'm not very, like, I don't choose to get my gray covered regularly. I wait until I'm like Corella DeVille and then I finally go back to the, the beauty salon. You know, I paint my own. A lot of people nodding out there. Um. Right, yeah, like I, I, I don't like to, I, I intend to make appointments for a manicure and pedicure and then halfway through the manicure, I'm like, there's no way I want to sit through a pedicure. There's other <laughs> things I could go and spend time, you know, blah, blah. So um, it's the kind of curling iron that you just put a piece of hair in and you press a button and it goes and it tells you when to let go. And then it's like amazing curls. So I will have to actually come back to you and send you the We're name of it. because that in the show notes. Big yes, it's amazing. And it had, can't be one of those where it grabs your hair and it twists it and it keeps twisting and you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Backyard barbecue or schwanky cocktail party. Backyard barbecue. The more barefoot I can be, the better. Love that too. And then go to poolside drink. Ah, oh, kettle one and lemonade with muddled mint and fresh lime. Okay. That sounds incredible. <laughs> we can get together and do one of those one of these days when we can. Yeah. Um, okay. Now what's, I love this because you are actually called a powerhouse of energy. And the last question, the bonus question is, what does a powerhouse of possibility mean to you? It means that you can truly have everything that you want, that there is endless possibilities, that nothing is off limits, that if you can believe it, you can receive it. Okay, so as we wrap, I want to ask you anything besides what you've shared already, anything that you would like our listeners to know about? How can they get in touch with you, more, learn more about you? Yes. Uh, well, I would like everyone to know that um, your worth is your birthright. This is important. Your worth is your birthright. You were born pure, enough, worthy, lovable, significant, delicious, and you matter. And nothing that ever happened to you or around you ever impacted that. You might think it did, but I promise you it didn't. And that's when you start the healing and then the growth and the expansion. You realize that truth and you remember who you are. And then you become whoever you decide you want to be. And it's just really, really important. We cannot hear that enough. So I want you to hear that. Um, and you can find me anywhere at The Lit Factor. And it's lit with two T's. So thelitfactor.com, the Lit Factor on Instagram, the Lit Factor on Facebook. Um, and I would love to, you know, help you any way I can. I wake up every day to serve and inspire women into the next level version of themselves. So, and to call it work, I find is ridiculous. <laughs> 
Jersey, I agree 100%. And thank you for bringing your powerhouse of possibility of energy into the show. I am so excited to go back and hear some of the things again. Thank you for being here. And you know what? You are truly an inspiration. So look forward to having you on again in the future. And again, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed every second. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find Silver Linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest. Or you could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, Living a Life You Love. Together we've hit the reset button for you, turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, there's always a silver lining.